0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Gear 30 on the Blister Podcast Network. I'm Jonathan Ellsworth, the founder of Blister, and you can check out everything we're doing and reviewing over at blisterreview.com. Well hello everybody, welcome back to Gear 30, and we are coming at you live from Outdoor Retailer, where we have all just scrambled off the showroom floor. After three days of meetings, we still have some meetings to go. We have set a record, I think, for meetings this year where I think we had 65 meetings officially on the books, and then probably another 20 to 30 meetings that were basically like you're walking past a booth and someone grabs you by the collar and you come in. And so, Probably about a hundred meetings in three days. Um, we've got we've had a great squad assembled, and joining us on this conversation is to my left the inimitable Sasha Anastas. Kristen Sinat is here. Then there's Sam Shaheen child prodigy <laughs> uh in case some of you didn't know that uh you can also see that on his tinder profile then there's luke kappa um luke crushed it uh i hadn't really thought till right now who was the mvp of this show but it's got to be luke gotta be luke luke yeah i agree plus, <laughs> plus you have great hair yep um as all the old women told you Yep. Um, I, they were old. They, they were, were not
1: old. 40 is not old. <laughs> that was also old. an inside joke.
0: Uh, <gasps> anyway, we have fresh thoughts from the Outdoor Retailer Show, and we are going to be talking about that. Now, one quick thing, though. I want to give a bit of an update on our little telly contest slash challenge. Uh, I mentioned this a few episodes back on Gear 30. Um, if we get to... 250 ratings of gear 30 preferably good ones because if you're listening to this right now you know you've listened to like at least a dozen of these things we think that warrants a 5 star rating if and when you all make that happen initially the idea was of course I hadn't told Sam and Luke about this but Sam, Luke and I were going to go get Intelli equipment we were going to go telly skiing we were going to video the whole thing of course, when Sasha heard about this, she had FOMO, and she was like, "Please, please, let me do this with you." Whereas, like, I was like, "Okay, you can do this with me." I was like, "Maybe you can swap in for me, or we'll all do it." Then there's Kristen Sinot, who actually tellies. so she's just gonna come along and will probably make us look bad. Um, so anyway, that's the deal. If you want to see us all telly it's pretty simple go leave a five-star rating when we hit 250 ratings on gear 30 we telly now we are going to be doing our annual 10th annual it will be the blister awards from outdoor retailer this though is just kind of our quick and dirty thoughts some initial impressions before we've actually done any processing whatsoever um luke kappa where should we start Um,
2: So we're gonna kick it off with, because I get to start, we're gonna do uh, new trends in apparel. Um, And I'll just go with one that I think we all noticed uh, and that Jonathan is not happy about. Um, More and more brands are making anorak silhouettes um, that are very easy to pull over your head if you know how.
0: Nope. Um, I have video evidence that this is not true.
2: (laughs) Yeah, anyway, um, everything from like insulated pieces to base layers, to a lot of technical shells, a lot of anorex silhouettes, which I know many of us are very excited about. One of us is not so much. Sam? Yeah,
3: there's some cool anorex out there. Um, There's also a trend that I'm really happy to see is there's a lot more people making, and not only making, but promoting soft shells. Um, We're seeing a new new soft shell from Patagonia. There's a new interesting one for Black Diamond. Um, We're seeing this in the sort of, you know, always on higher output activity level kind of target. And we're seeing some interesting soft shells out there. So that's, that's one that I'm excited. And I hope that the trend continues because I want new soft shells from everyone.
1: I don't have much more to add. Um, than that for the anoraks is what I was going to answer, but also they seem to be making um, longer coats, which for me works great for someone like Sasha, perhaps not as ideal. Um, like Nerona has this great setup where it's um, a puffy uh, base, or a kind of a puffy jacket that pairs seamlessly with um, a shell and they're both longer, like mid thigh cut it looks like. I didn't get a chance to put them on, but it looks really nice. Um, So I'm really excited to see some of
4: the, what they, they term the unisex skis, coming in shorter lengths. Um, not just, uh, you know, the 70s, 170s and, and higher. Um, there are a lot of the unisex skis um, are coming in lengths 165 for shorter people to ski. And alternatively, some of the women's skis are extending their lengths. So people like Kara, who really need like a one sec, uh, 178, um, she's, she's going to be able to, you know, try some of the more women-specific skis. So that's exciting to see a little bit more variety there.
0: The biggest trend in apparel, for sure, is the dominance of the anorak, which is, you know, sometimes in life, like, good things happen and bad things happen. We'll be talking about skis in a minute, and, like, on the ski side trends, I feel like it's the year of Ellsworth. Things have gone heavier, tip and tail taper, no longer cool. I'm like, I don't know what happened, but it's like I emerged from a murky you know, nightmare and just woke up to this beautiful landscape of heavier skis with no stupid tip and tail taper or air things that are see-through and it's a magical place to be. And I couldn't be happier, but then in life, you know, you take the good with the bad and the bad is that there is now anorak, everything everywhere. So I might be the only one on anti-anorak Island, I think I might be, and that's okay. For everyone else out there, enjoy your anoraks. And you know, I hope you have a lovely time skiing and I'll just be hanging out by myself on a little island with full zip things that you don't have to pull over.
2: To be clear, I don't think there's a single brand offering an anorak that wasn't offering like at least two or three or four or five times as many full zip jackets. True,
0: and here's my point, in the way that I've been just a lone voice in the wilderness crying out against all this inbound equipment getting lighter and more tapered and blah, blah, blah. In four years, in four years, when everyone's like, we realize anoraks are stupid, I'll just still be on my island, and you all are welcome back. There will be no grudges. I'll just happily have you back onto my island, and we'll all have zippers that we can use that function, and it's cool. So, but... For right now, I enjoy your time, and I'll just be hanging out till you come back. Luke just looks so angry. (laughs) Just a dumb (laughs) argument. The other thing we have to say about apparel trends, we got to talk about the color. This was a big thing for last year, right? Uh, And the color last year was Dusty Rose, I believe we... We just started identified. calling it that 100%. Oh, we, we <laughs> it was it. dusty. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. there, was yeah. there was one company like,
1: that used that term, but it kind of yeah. spoke to us for all across this the lines. This year,
0: without question, the winning color. Now, we, there's been some controversy and debate about what exactly the color is. I am calling it sort of, I mean, the broadest family would be called purple but the one the 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 color I like best personally is moving into like kind of a burgundy thing. I think one company called it like a dark garnet.
4: Oh, garnet, yeah, garnet, garnet yeah,
0: you, garnet. It's pronounced apparently. <laughs> uh, if you trust Like, like the gem. Yeah. <laughs> and my f- for reference, my favorite version of this was actually I think in Flylo's Malone jacket. Uh, that's the color. We'll see if we have a photo of that or we'll get it. But, um, I think I'm going to start rocking a full dark garnet jacket and pants kind of going Euro, but that's the color, right? Everybody agrees at least on the purpley thing.
3: Yeah. And there's a whole lot of retro shades of it too. Like, um, Patagonia is using the exact same Pantone purple from like what 40 years ago or something. And, uh, North face has an almost identical purple. That is kind of like these more, yeah, kind of bright eighties.
4: Grape purple, I dare grape. I say. Yeah, you yeah. could
3: say grape. But the other color that is being that we've seen being really dominant the show is gold.
4: Turmeric, the turmeric color.
3: Turmeric, yep. uh, You know, like there's there's metallic gold. Look, pivots. The new pivots are metallic gold. There's like um, North Face has a lot of gold in those gloves. There's tons of people doing this kind of like like a little bit more saturated, more yellow khaki. That's that's like in gold tones. So I I for me, color is purple and gold. And gold. To sum it up, it's the royal colorway.
0: Yeah. Mm. The royal colorway. Hashtag all gold everything. But for me personally, Solomon on their one of their women's stance skis has this purple ski that's gonna be my new ski. And I'm putting a gold pivot on it, and I might have, I don't know if I have to glitter it up like the gold, and then I'm gonna get one of those fanny pack boom boxes and just have Rick, Rick Ross's we're gonna, we're gonna purple to... Lamborghini, yep, just on yep. loop, and that's, that's my 2020. And you're
4: changing your name to Sir Jonathan Ellsworth? Is no, I'm actually changing
0: my name to something else that we'll get to. Uh, that That is emerged at this show as well, so.
1: I have yeah. the fanny pack you can borrow.
0: Okay. Uh, Luke, Kappa.
2: Uh, to move on to skis, I also agree, I will refuse to call it the year of Ellsworth, or Ellsworth land, but things definitely, I feel like across the board, we're seeing more traditional designs from a perspective of rocker, weight, and taper. Um, Aside from that, people are making carving skis fun again. Um, Line has the blade, which they list the side cut radius only as tight. Um, And then Armada has a 15 meter radius ski in their zero collection um k2 overhauled their carving skis but especially like the blade the stranger is the ski from armada and then uh the line still has the sakana um all skis that are designed to carve tight turns but be- they would look nothing like a traditional carving ski mm-hmm. and i'm super excited about them i think anyone that likes fun is super
3: excited about them some <laughs> other people in this room not so much <laughs> Well, like on, on the topic of everyone making more traditional metal skis to me walking around the show, I kept going to booze and being like, oh, there's another ski that looks just like a mantra, hmm. you know, um, from like the, the Solomon stance that almost literally uses the same shape T and all in the, in the construction to skis, like, um, the M pro at Dina star, um, the Declivity series from Armada. Um, yeah.
0: Kristen?
1: So, the trend I noticed most, and it was, it's kind of been discussed on the website um, ahead of time, but it's taking a successful product and overhauling it, like the Santa Anas, um, the Blizzard Black Pearls, they've changed those, uh, and like the Razi Soul Sayanar 7s. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's just kind of interesting that they've taken these products that I've loved for quite a while and they're changing them up. So, interested to see what how they improved them, mm-hmm. if they did. If they guess, improved them, the Cyanara yeah. the, the yeah.
3: 7, I like
2: <laughs> Maybe they'll make a special, it'll be the Cyanara 7, Sam Shaheen edition.
3: They'll make, they'll
4: make a the triple S seven. or something. Only gold,
3: yeah. just gold. Oh, gold. Gold, gold yes, plated in back With purple bases. Yeah. Yeah. Purple bases. <laughs>
0: yeah. Sasha. Well,
4: since I answered the question uh, uh, for apparel, I'm gonna probably say I'm really excited to see um, a little bit more crossover between the links so that things are more accessible for shorter girls, for the unisex skis, and then some of the more women-specific skis are accessible to the taller girls. So that's, that's kind of a cool thing we haven't seen in a while. So,
1: Oh, on a side note of that, too, it was interesting how um, more folks were calling it the woman's line and the unisex line.
3: Yeah. There's, because there's really that, like is, a dichotomy there yeah. <laughs> of brands who are doing like, we're making women specific and, and brands that are saying, we're just making skis really small for everyone.
1: Well, some of them that were making women specific, were are also yep. saying the other line, not men's is a unisex line. Right.
0: So we could say, so trend. women get a
1: lot of skis to choose. From. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we can say
0: trending, not men. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Yeah. Luke, do you want to start moving into some specific like interesting products or?
2: Yeah, I think, I mean, what we usually do is uh, gear we're most curious to try. Um, I mean, I just mentioned two of mine, the blade and the Stranger. The line blade. The line blade and the Armada Stranger. Um, The blade is somewhat like a narrower metal laminate Sakana. Um, Looks really fun. They use a unique teetanel layup where It's, there's a lot of cutouts in the pieces of titanil, and there's, I think it's two or three separate sheets. Um, So the idea is that, I mean, you get a a bit of damping and torsional rigidity, but you still get a lot of energy out of it. Um, And that sounds pretty exciting to me. And then the Stranger is a very different shape, still really tight radius, but um, much more rocker, a big twin tip that's really blunted that they, for some reason, are (laughs) emphasizing your ability to like hold out a tail press or a wheelie and just stay in it, which, I, I mean, it sounds fun. Um, and that one's actually, like, we didn't weigh it, but it's surprisingly
3: heavy, which could be really fun. You pick it up and it just feels like It feels dense. solid. Yeah. It feels, yeah, I was shocked by that. And it also has a lot of tip taper too, mm-hmm. which is yeah. surprising as well. Yeah,
2: yeah, I'm very curious to see how that skis. And it, I'm, I'm just excited to see Armada um, Zero collection. Um, we'll probably touch on some of the other skis later, but they're doing some where we just talked about all these skis looking so similar, Armada Zero collection was refreshing because they're definitely not like most of the other skis out there.
3: Yeah, and well, I mean, just to jump into one, one ski from that Amada Zero collection that's interesting to me is a ski called the White Walker, which is the Sammy Carlson design. And it's funny, the ski reminds me a lot of the Benchettler 120. I think it's gonna feel like a stronger, a little heavier Benchettler 120, um, but it's got some like, three, what do what they was, call it? Smear-tech? Smear tech? Yeah. yeah, Armada <laughs> calls it Smear-tech in the tip. Smear um, tech. And then, but the tip and tail is really accessible to that ski and then underfoot, super strong, kind of like the bench. Basically other. everything else
2: is really strong. Yeah, everything um, else is really strong. And they do, it's funny, they now have four 116 underfoot skis. Um, the women's VJJ, the men's ARV 116 JJ, and then the ultralight version of that ski and then the White Walker. And the White Walker has these really pointed tips um, rather than like having a lot of surface area at the tip. They, are, they say it's designed to rather cut through the snow. So someone like Sammy Carlson can just make all these really quick transitions, but it looks like a really interesting ski. And that's one of my favorite graphics. They the do graphic like a cool.
3: tie dye in the zero portion of the graphic. Um, it looks really cool. Yeah, the graphic is cool. Um, staying on Armada, a ski I really wanna try that isn't new this year. Um, but it was new last year is the Declivity X and I'd never actually seen it in person until this morning. And holy crap, that ski is strong, really stiff, has so much camber, but also has like a pretty forgiving shape. It's got a lot of tip rocker, a lot of tip taper and a lot of tail rocker. It looks like, um, honestly, it looks kind of like a fatter, much stronger Soul 7. What's the width? One sixteen. Yeah,
2: somewhere that might be another one sixteen. I think it's one fifteen. One fifteen. Yeah. Also quite heavy. And to all the people who have written us about that ski, we're working on it. We're trying to get that um, because it looks really exciting.
0: People, you should keep emailing Luke about that. Yeah, my email is Jonathan Ellsworth. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Side note, people, there are. I promise there are no skis out there that we don't know about. And so if it hasn't happened yet and it's kind of interesting, so only email us about really uninteresting skis because I assure you, if it's interesting, we're working on it. And I don't want Luke to commit suicide. And so, um, but but still, while I don't want him to commit suicide, please don't email me. Just keep emailing Luke. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, if it's interesting, we're working on it. If it's not interesting, I guess let us know. And we'll probably just delete your email, but if enough of you do it, then we'll, you know, we'll, we'll try harder.
3: Yeah, I'm sorry, Luke. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Luke. Um, the next, well, there's a bunch of skis I'm Didn't interested to Didn't you just try. go? Yeah, but I'm gonna go again. <laughs>
0: okay, <laughs> child prodigy, you're up. I did get uh, to you too.
3: Yeah, Luke did too, so I'll, I'm gonna say this ski, even though I'm, I wonder if Jonathan would say the same ski. Um, Volkl has a new Katana 108, and it's, it's not the old Katana. It's not it's a wider mantra one Oh two. It is with a little bit different tip shape, but it looks really, really similar to the mantra one Oh two, which is a ski pretty much everyone at blister loves. And I am really jazzed to try that new Katana one Oh eight. It looks really cool. Hmm. Kristen.
1: Uh, It sounds like we're sticking to skis right now for curious to try it. And I'm going to go line Pandora brought back a 110, Mm -hmm. which is said, I don't know how many years they were without, uh, but that was one of my go-to skis years ago. So I'm excited to try it for softer snow and similar construction or same construction as the vision one Oh eight, just different shape. Um, so yeah, I'm so a
0: much lighter Pandora. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So
1: it's not going to be the same as the old Pandora 110, but I have a soft spot in my heart for that old ski. So excited to get on those.
0: Sasha.
4: Um, well, I'm pretty, uh, excited to try the Santa Ana one Oh four. Um, that's kind of like my, uh, my, my lucky width. And so, um, I would be really interesting to see how this ski compares to my beloved Pandora line. Of course, I'm excited to try that Pandora 110 as well. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm really excited to see what Santa Ana, um, how, how the ski compares to their old line and then, um, the, the Pandora line itself. So,
2: yeah. And I'm handing those skis off
0: right after this. So tomorrow,
1: so tomorrow (laughs) Luke.
0: Yeah. You you can scan. Yeah. I had another trend. Oh, put this back in the trend category about skis. Women's ski graphics are way better than men's ski graphics this year. Like, and I can't think of a previous show where I so strongly thought that case in point, the, like vocal secret series, I love the women's graphics on that, and would take them in a heartbeat over the men's. And I just found myself that I kept thinking that this year, like some of the Rosignols we saw, Luke and I both were like, we'd actually they're they're not wildly different than the men's, but we like the women's version better. And I can't remember. A show where that kept being a kind of predominant thing. So I don't know what to say other than like, I don't know, I think like props to women's ski graphics this year. And maybe I somehow wasn't paying attention, or do you guys have a sense of that? I mean, I wouldn't say it's just skis. Like I think all show I kept
3: grabbing apparel off yep. of racks and being like, this looks sick. I'm like, yeah. Oh yeah, that's women's blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Three times in one booth, like, yeah, you're trying on the women's again, Sam. Yeah. yeah.
0: I was doing that I, actually, I was doing that too. And and actually like I was thinking about that today. We were looking at K2's boots, like their recon series and their anthem. The the anthem is the women's version of the unisex recon. And the anthem boots, I like the recons don't look bad, but I was gravitating toward the anthem colorways. So same with it's, full tilt. Same with full tilt. Yeah. So it's the it's the year of the woman. It's not the year of the men. It is the year of Ellsworth. It's a complex thing we got going on here. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, in terms of straight up curiosity to try it on the ski side, if I had to say just curious, it probably is that line blade. Cause that thing looks wild to me. Um, the ski that I am still sort of selfishly most interested in getting on is the Solomon Stance 102. This ski just looks like a Perfect Crested Butte ski to me. And um, so we'll be getting on that ski soon. This new Stance series from Solomon, there's the Solomon 102, the 96, and the 90. And um, looking forward to checking out the 96 as well. Um, I'm quite interested personally to kind of see where that slots in against like a j skis master blaster or a mantra m5 in terms of the solomon stance 96 but that stance 102 just kind of looks money and it reminds me a little bit of a think moment belafonte a few years earlier before it went triple camber if you had a metal version of that that's starting to give you a little bit of the sense of, um, a, I'm not saying it's the best analogy, but a kind of metal earlier, non triple camber, having moment, Bella which they sound like the same ski, base. Sign, Yeah, sign me up, <laughs> yeah. sign me up. Um, that's mine. Okay. Oh, well, I'm going to, I have a few, so I'm going to keep
2: going quickly. Uh, line is adding a wider vision. Um, so they have the Vision 108 and 98 this year. They're making a 118. Um, and it's a very similar construction. They are adding Aspen wood around the Polonia to put Aspen near the edges for a little bit more durability. And it's a little, little heavier, still a really light ski, but the Vision 108 is probably my favorite touring ski in that class right now. So having something for deeper days would be super cool. Um, I know Jonathan was not as excited about it because it also meant they discontinued the sick day 114.
0: Right, but I still think the ski looks great and I think it makes actually a lot of sense in that it now has the the 190 centimeter line sick day 114 I loved this new ski is it's more substantial it is heavier it seems kind of per surface area than the the vision 108 yes but it also has a more forward mount point that i think makes a lot of sense um in that series and line so i'm i'm really interested in that ski and think it will frankly probably sell better to a kind of line audience um so yeah sad to see the sick day 114 go but i think that's a really interesting looking ski
2: Yeah, and then my last one is uh, the vocal came out with the Revolt 121, which is all new this past season. This coming season, they're making Revolt 104 based off that ski, kind of a blend of the 121 and the 95. And I mean, it's not that light, it's not that soft, got a decent amount of rocker, taper, um, basically a more all mountain friendly design on the 121. And I love that 121, so that's one of kind of the potentially more stable, more playful, all mountain skis that I'm very excited about.
3: Yeah, so if we're all going more, I'm gonna go some more too. Um, (laughs) G3 has a new wide pow ski touring ski called the Slayer 114. Um, Rest in peace sender 112, I know, I know, I know. Take a moment of silence. Okay. But the Slayer 114 is gonna be a bit lighter has a similar construction to the to the sender, but they're cutting that weight out by making it a balsa core, apparently. Um, it's got a lot of taper. It looks like a bit more forgiving shape than the old sender was, still pretty strong. So uh, strong. I think it's gonna be just a more approachable, not, I wouldn't, it's not gonna be as chargy as the sender, but it's still gonna be a pretty strong backcountry ski. Um, so yeah. I'm just mad they
2: didn't like actually use the Slayer font for the, the logo. <laughs> um, they missed out on that. Although it probably would have cost them. Probably
3: would have cost money. them too much, yeah. <laughs> Northwest 116 from prior. This looks like it's there's nothing all that spectacular about this shape. It's pretty normal. It looks like a kind of like a wide park ski with good amount of taper, good amount of rocker, nice round flex pattern, pretty progressive mount. But it just looks like good. There are so many skis in that width class that are kind of extreme in one way or another. You know, we just talked about that White Walker from Armada. That's a good example, or the Declivity is also a good example of like odd ski, forefront and Thane. Nomad with no taper, like there's a bunch of skis that like are kind of weird in that waist width category, and the Northwest one sixteen just looks rad,
2: mm-hmm.
3: not weird, just like a good fun shape, yeah, and based on our
2: time on the one ten, we have high hopes, high I hopes really like that ski high hopes,
0: Kristen
1: uh well, it's Sasha already touched on the santa Ana's um that i'm i's been one of my favorite skis, so I'm excited to get on those uh the 100, the 104s, the 93s, you know, okay. excited we- about those. And hopefully very soon we'll get on them.
0: You, you want another round, Sasha? Should we move I'll on? I'll do
1: another round. So
4: the, the, um, Black Pearls, well, um, I, I think the way that they, um, renewed their ski, they, they alternated, I think it was beach and ash to make the ski a lot more intuitive. Um, and I thought the Black Pearls, Um, the former model was pretty intuitive albeit perhaps a little bit damp so I'm I'm curious to see how um, this I think they were described as effort a lot less effort so I'm curious to see how this will work but I'm also intrigued with the Icelandic their full rocker their pro collaboration ski Um, the women's again is in that 105 width for me Um, it's the Nia pro I think um, and the men's is a Saba is that right? Essentially, I think um, Icelandic just met with a bunch of their athletes and they said, okay, guys, design us a ski. So um, it would be really, I'm really intrigued to to try a full rocker ski. I think that would be pretty fun. The funniest
2: thing about that, too, I was talking to them. So they had their male athletes all get together and separately they had the female athletes all get together. And in the end, both of them came up with a reverse camber design and one was just narrower than the other. I didn't believe them, but then like... I know a few of the people at yeah, Icelandic, I was like, wow, that's hilarious. It is pretty funny. Um, but yeah, yeah, the men's is the Saba. It's 117 underfoot. It's reverse camber, but similar to what Forefront does and coming with a very similar name. Uh, the camber profile is designed to match the side cut of the ski. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love the Man 115, something a little surfier and slightly more tapered could be really fun.
0: Um, I don't have a ski to talk about, but uh, I would like to announce that I am officially changing my name and I owe this to Atomic and their new, uh, it's a thing called Connected, which is a device that you can put on the back of your ski boot and it basically starts doing all of this kind of like Strava-esque tracking of stuff. And uh, one of the things it measures is your max G force. So ladies and gentlemen, I would just like to say that as of today, first name Max, middle name G, you already know the last name. <laughs> so thank you, Atomic. Um, max G force coming at you. Oh my God, on, I can't even. On gear <laughs> Um Yeah. So anyway, if you are an electronics dork and want to know like your stance angle. Um, the funniest part is like it measures, basically it can tell you if you're like a framing. And so I'm just going to write down like, yes, always. I don't really need to, I don't really need to see that. Uh, G
3: force seven, a framing. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And uh, yeah. So uh, anyway, there's that. So max G force. Cool. What's up, Sasha? Oh my God. Yeah. Um, We should wrap up.
2: (laughs) Um, So next up, this will be a quick round. The gear we were most tempted to steal. I have, I'm looking at my list, there's three anoraks there. Um, (laughs) So stupid. The Nerona Lofoten one, which Jonathan had to try on, and it took him about three years, and then it turned
0: out. I literally got claustrophobic, you know, like when you start freaking out.
2: Like, that's what happened. I think you had like a fight or flight response, and that made it take longer. Can we put that
1: video in the show notes? Oh, yeah. We'll have (laughs) have that
2: on our, I think our story highlights. Um, Holden has a redesigned version of the anorak that I already like. The Strafe's women's anorak is really cool. Comes in like an Arctic camo. And then basically all of Strafe's new stuff, they're coming out with a new sham kit that is using a new fabric from uh, Scholler that is an air permeable membrane. I was talking to Pete Gaston about it. He's super stoked on it. Um, Supposedly more waterproof than their old Recon Air fabric, but similarly breathable. And it was already really impressive in that regard. And then they're bringing back the recon kit, which is still like, I still use the old strafe recon kit for spring and summer touring, super simple, really minimal stretch woven fabric, but really breathable. And the new version has reportedly this super advanced DWR that's supposed to be 10 times better. Um, We'll see, but looks
3: really cool. So actually there's so many things, but the two I'm going to I'm kind of waffling between are both North Face products. Hmm. Maybe that's just because I just came from a North Face meeting and it's fresh in my mind, but I saw two of the craziest fabrics or constructions I've seen in a long time at North Face. They have this jacket, they're calling 50-50 down as a technology. And basically like, imagine uh, like a rain shell, like a lightweight, kind of like a Patagonia Houdini, well, a little heavier than a Houdini weight shell, but on the inside, they've just like put these small baffles of down that are each separated by like an inch or so of blank space. So it's sort of like if they just filled every other baffle with down in a regular down jacket, but the construction's totally different than that. Um, so it's not like that at all.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's kind of like,
3: <laughs> it's kind of like that. It's like they took, they made a baffle
2: jacket and then cut out half the baffles.
1: Yeah. It kind of almost looks like kinda. tubes in there yeah. separated. Yeah, it's weird. By yeah, so. it's really yeah. weird.
2: The
3: idea is that less bulk, similar warmth, the option of breathability, depending on what, what face fabric they put on it. And I've just never seen anything like it in my life. I kind of had like a mild stroke looking at it. I think, um, the other thing, they have this really crazy, it's like a spectra laminated pack fabric. And I don't think it's going to be that cool as a pack fabric because it just looks like it's going to get shredded because it's so lightweight, but it, it looks like seersucker and they have it in purple and the hand feels really cool. And there's, for no logical reason whatsoever, I want to steal that pack. That
2: Yeah, it kind of reminds me of like Hyperlite's Dyneema stuff. Um, reportedly extremely durable for how light and thin it is. But
3: yeah, the texture of it is wild. It's really interesting. Yeah, like I, I wanna, I wanna like a
0: Spring suit jacket made out. Of Maybe it. we could start getting <laughs> sear sucker anoraks. There we go. And then I could hopefully round all of them up and throw them in a <laughs> off the Earth somehow. That's but, uh, pollution. You yeah, do that.
2: <laughs> they'll be
1: biodegradable.
0: Right. Not sure Spectre's bad. Kristen, what do you got?
1: Uh, So, the Patagonia R1 Air, uh, they have a zigzag structure, and I'm a big fan of the R1, so I I really like the holocor fabric, and uh, it has more texture on the exterior. Really nice looking. yeah, nice hand feel. It's it just really nice. Um, really curious about I'm not sure I necessarily want to try it because apparently it's for more intermediate skiers, but the Atomic Auto Climb Plate.
3: Are you saying you're a good skier? <laughs> like saying?
1: intermediate plus. I mean, I don't want to brag, but... <laughs> have you seen me ski? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> totally kidding there. Uh, yeah, so it's this climbing plate that you put on with the regular uh, backland bindings. And a few clicks, depending on your slope, it actually, the riser adjusts. And I I don't know, maybe there's something like that so out there So the already. riser
3: auto adjusts to how steep the
1: slope yes. is? Yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's like, it, yeah, right? Right? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to make fun of me for that one. But um, And, of course, like, Flylo has new baby mitts, uh, and I kind of want to steal everything that fits my son. So those. And then uh, Cavu has these Pocatello bibs that are... Just total leisure wear, um, funky graphic fleece that just looks like you could live in them. So, so, they're not in my bag now, but there's still a few hours left upstairs, I think.
0: <laughs> Sasha,
1: I'm pretty sure I'm gonna
4: steal your pit viper goggles, Sam. I know exactly. Luke already what stole them. What pocket they're in? Damn you! <laughs> Damn you! <laughs> no, we lost them. <laughs> <sighs> No, I'm pretty, uh, I would probably take the OR carbide kit from Outdoor Research Carbide kit um, in, of course, the two Merc bibs, and then uh, it had two panels. Uh, the top panel was like a grape color, and then the bottom panel of the jacket was more of like a gray with um, a tint of purple in it. Uh, I, I just, I was intrigued by that kit, um, and I know they have nice extra smalls that fit me, so. (laughs) That's the main reason. That's pretty much the main
0: reason. (laughs) Um, I'm gonna take my matching fly low kit, the burgundy-ish Malone jacket with the burgundy-ish pants that I don't remember the name of, sorry, Dan Abrams. And then I'm gonna match those up with my Solomon Stance 102 skis then I'm going to pair those with my white head Raptor 140s because white boot steez is still my favorite boot steez. Then I'm going to put that, pair that with my white sweet protection trooper helmet. Then I'm going to go stand and at the high line, high lift line, mm-hmm and just, just be like there. sup ladies i'm max i'm max g force <laughs> so that's it that's it i've you painted need, a
2: picture now, you need to get like uh one of the million integrated helmet face shield yes. things
0: that that would complete yeah, your head no your yeah. max g force doesn't wear it. i mean <laughs> I don't know you're gonna if you could pull so much, it off
1: i i don't think you could but you should try
0: you're gonna I'm get going so to. much drag if you're hitting all those g-forces oh wait i regular... should try the fighter pilot goggles yeah. or just what i
1: no no paint my
0: picture the picture i painted no no Oh, the fire uh, pit.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know. Max G-Force. He's already... Coming strong with that name. The fighter pilot goggles might just push things over the top. Just <laughs> think, so
1: like, hey, ladies, and just flip it I, we should Have any of you guys
0: ever used those, actually? No. The, you know what we're talking about, people? Like, the, the goggle visor thing. It's literally a jet fighter pilot kind of setup.
4: Apparently, you're no one in Europe until you have one of those. You are, like, not cool in Europe if you don't ski without the oh, whole the Europeans setup. are mm-hmm. into it. Big time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's
0: why everyone's making them. Yep. But Are, like, like the heli-skiing mono borders into it? I bet could be.
3: And
1: with okay. their one pieces, we, like should, we need to hear team. from those six. That if I got to go heli skiing, I'd wear one.
3: <laughs> I, I would wear one just like around town
0: for <laughs> safety, like UV protection. I saw someone outside the convention, convention center on like a motorized skateboard and was like cruising with like, you know, rolled up skinny jeans. You don't want the wind in your eyes on those. No. When you're we should, we should get one. We should make it a point. I've never used one. Maybe it's the best thing ever. We can get some. We, we can we can get some. We know sure. where to, we know where to find them. Okay. Anyway, I I painted a picture. That's my thing. It got interrupted with talk of fighter pilot goggle helmet things, but that's all Max G Force has to say on this topic.
3: And I'm gonna change my answer. What
0: actually. are you going to?
3: So there was a brand, a booth, I don't know what brand it was, but one of their mannequins, you know, it's like in clothes or whatever, but it was holding a pair of 1920 Soul 7s. <laughs> um, so that's actually what I want to steal from the show. What do you mean 1920? I mean, like, cur- oh, the oh, curry yeah. okay. year. Yeah, so yeah, I didn't yeah. think
1: Soul 7s were that old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. <laughs> but, but yeah,
3: anyway, they were like the ones that I like. Yeah. Gotcha. All so, right, uh, to
2: do. wrap it up, we're going to do the weirdest things we saw at the show. Um, and my answer is actually what Christian just talked about the auto climb binding system from Atomic. Um, I can't think of that many people that would really benefit from it. Um, to clarify, it, they basically took their backline binding and then put a huge metal plate with a piston underneath it. Yeah. And that backline binding is really light, and now it's not. Or, like, they still have the regular one, version, obviously. It's interesting, but it was by far like. The thing that solved the problem that never, ever in my mind I thought existed, um, especially on that back limb binding, the heel risers are so easy. <laughs> like that's one of the easiest heel risers to actuate. Anyway, I think it's it was very interesting and cool to look at, but
3: extremely strange see, but think about all the energy that you're going to save by having an yeah. optimal touring angle mm-hmm. yeah well and all your the, like a thousand grams months. that you added to your foot I feel like is gonna <laughs> discount obviously that. they would never have made the product if the energy you save by the optimal <laughs> angle isn't isn't yeah, exceeded sure. by that obviously yeah. obviously <laughs> yeah. all right whose turn um you know what I had a pretty good show and I'm gonna attribute that to the fact that I didn't really see anything that made me go like why are you making that Huh. Um, so I didn't really. I mean, I was thinking about this all day yesterday. I don't think I have one. No. Yeah.
2: Kristen, I don't,
1: I don't necessarily have a weirdest thing we saw, but um, there were a lot of dogs this year. And apparently, when people registered, there was actually a spot where you can register your dog. And there were a, a lot. lot they, and this they is had worth badges. pointing out. Yeah. They were. I saw. They all seemed very well behaved. I saw one with a mohawk. Like there was no dog <laughs> poop in the middle of the like right. floor. Like.
0: But it you're was, right though, this is my where- My son loved
1: it when he came to visit in the afternoon, like dogs This everywhere. actually
0: should have been pointed out at the top of the show. I mean, like there's dogs everywhere here, right? Like, and thats that wasn't true last year. It's slowly becoming more of a trend. I noticed
2: it starting last I year. I did
4: bring my dog when he was a puppy. His mm-hmm. name is Sancho, to a trade show once.
0: Okay. Wait, how long, long ago was that? Sancho is pretty old. Yeah,
4: Sancho is 13 and a half. So he was like two, right? Okay. So like a while back. <laughs> This red carpet aisle is like the special aisle. Guess who pooped right in the middle of the aisle? <laughs> Sasha, Felipe.
0: Okay, anything else, Kristen? Dogs. That's it. Sasha.
4: Man, did you guys see the scantily clad pit viper models making out in the aisle? I mean, like, that was one thing to see them. Like, she was wearing nothing.
0: Yeah, no, though, and then
4: they were making out? I couldn't handle that. I that did was pretty not see them. No, they, yeah, that's all. them
2: Wow exotic dancers they specifically hired to walk around the show. Wow.
4: <laughs> I didn't see the exotic dancers. These guys were like, it was, I was, it was like right by the Patagonia booth, you which is
3: like, I saw the exotic
2: yeah. dancers.
0: So <laughs> awesome.
4: No, it was the pit Viper, your buddy and yeah. like the robe, the, no, those the, were the robe?
3: My, the my viper. buddy, first of all, <laughs> 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 we should, those, those were the exotic dancers. I'm pretty yeah. sure. No, I'm hundred yeah. percent
2: certain yeah. that they're
4: yeah. making out. And then the ice rink booth, right? What was that about? The, there was a booth where people are ice skating. It was like a plastic ice rink with ice Oh, rinks. I heard about this. Yeah, I didn't that see it. Yeah, that was it pretty down. bizarre.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I think Kristen or Sasha, one of you or both of you pointed out, I think the weirdest thing I saw at the show, which maybe was made by picture, as in picture organics, the like... <gasps> Fuzzy underwear. This
1: will be in our upcoming Valentine's roundup. <laughs> almost forgot about that. Yeah,
3: but that, <laughs> they like they like wouldn't tell us about it. We're like, tell us about the underwear. She's like, I don't know anything. Can, about can that. anyone describe <laughs> this a little
0: better? It's, uh, I, it's like if you made underwear out of shag carpet, basically.
1: Softer. It's like you take your teddy bear. And cut Cut it it up. And there was like a bikini and a boxer brief. But this isn't like pink. It's not like pink. No, no. It's it's like your brown teddy bear. bear. So if you're like walking around in your long T-shirt and just those underneath, (laughs) (laughs) you're going to get some weird looks. (laughs) (laughs) And they were ginormous. (laughs) They were huge. They were
4: huge. They were mediums. I looked because that's like the typical... Fit size and uh, and it, they were massive. I was like, I don't know who these are fitting. I don't know
1: if they go over ski pants or under them. <laughs>
4: over ski pants would be the only thing I could come up with
1: on that one. Yeah. we we'll have more information on this later. They had a
4: brief version too. For- mm-hmm. But it's pretty
0: like, pretty like if Chewbacca pants. wore underwear, this is
4: what he would wear. Yes.
3: Yeah. No. No, that would be like if you wore flesh-tone underwear. It's just, this is like if you skinned the Chewbacca and turned it into underwear. Yeah. Damn, oh, like
0: that. that got dark. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I think that's actually what they did, Yeah. <laughs> think of it. Yeah. Um, I think we're done here. Anything else? Final? No, just keep an eye out for the awards. Keep an eye out for the awards. Um, the, the 10th annual, it's crazy to say, the 10th annual Blister Awards will be coming out soon. But yeah, I got to say, all in all, I... I like this show maybe because it was the year of Ellsworth. I don't know. But, um, I, it, there've been some years in the past, everyone always asks us, it's funny. A lot of the brands come up to us and are like, what are you seeing? That's interesting. And sometimes I'm like, eh. And, um, while it is not a, this is not a revolutionary show. Um, I was just like, it was a pretty sensible show. I, I didn't see a ton of stuff where I was like, that's just dumb. What are you doing? And, I don't know. I, uh, I quite liked it. So that's my thoughts. I'm leaving on an optimistic note.
3: I I second that. I, I, in the past have just like really not liked coming to the show. It's just so stressful and so Uh, much work and just a lot to take in. And this show was like good, mm -hmm. you know, there was nothing that was like, that was super off
0: base or yeah, it was just good. I mean, it's sad that they killed Chewbacca and skinned him and turned him into underwear, but aside from that... He had it coming. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> screw that guy. Anyway, that's it. We're going to leave it at that. Um, thanks for listening. I'm Max G-Force signing off. And uh, literally starting tomorrow, we will be in it and testing this stuff. And uh, so, so become a Blister member if you haven't already. The Flash reviews are going to be coming in hot and heavy. And, um, yeah, we have a lot, a lot of stuff to be testing this, uh, starting right now. So anyway, on that note, take care, everybody. We will talk to you soon. Bye.